Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Capes and Japes. Uh, we are, we're braving internet troubles and all, all, all manner of setbacks. It's, it's fine. This is, like, like I said on Discord, I was thinking yesterday when I had a full breakdown when I was trying to fix my internet for like over an hour. I didn't say that part on Discord, but (laughs) the part that I said on Discord (laughs) was that the best X-Men power would just be like being your own Wi-Fi hotspot and you can have like unlimited connections super fast doesn't matter where you are or how many devices you've got really good internet all the time that does seem like the ideal yeah i always thought that my Uh, number one would be shape-shifting but i think this might take the cake (laughs) this is the shape-shifting close second Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i will say i opened audacity and it was like Disc, disc space remaining for recording was like around five hours um and it is it's just oh okay it's going back up it was counting down at a much faster rate <laughs> than you're recording than, than i am recording <laughs> but now it, it's go okay now it's back it's back up to, to oh now it's okay well it's fine. We'll see how a... we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. I luckily yeah, have we'll... ninety four hours because I just took a bunch of podcast stuff off of uh, my computer and put it onto um, my external hard drive. You know, the one I named Tim Drake. <laughs> yes, we all know Tim Drake, the external hard drive. <laughs> it's red. It's got my podcast stuff on it. Yes. Um. All right. I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep an eye on this as we're talking, but it seems. To have stabilized now. Anyways, all all kinds of technical adventures happening here today. Here on our How to Make a Podcast podcast, we're going to talk about (laughs) digital storage. Boy, oh boy. So, um, we uh, mentioned last week uh, while we were talking about the, the various Manhunters. We had a brief run-in with Snapper Car because Snapper Car was temporarily the Tsar Tsar, the Star Tsar. Um, but also Mark Shaw was the Star Tsar. Um, and I did say when we were talking about Snapper Car, the Star Tsar, that we should do an episode on Snapper Car, and this is that episode. Um, I okay, so I know nothing about this man. I literally just Googled him so that I could get my pictures, you know? Because I do yeah. that I do that as a hands activity during recording. Multitasking. Yes, of course. I did not realize that Snapper was because he snaps. I'm seeing yeah, a lot of pictures no. of him snapping, and I'm like, I didn't even realize. I just assumed it was a comics book name. Uh, it's... No. No, it's because he snaps. Well, um... We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Snapper Carr, uh... His was... name is Lucas? His name is Lucas. His, he's, he's, he's a, he's a normal man named Lucas Carr. 
um, normal man from a normal family. Um, but the, the, so the thing about Snapper Carr is that during DC's Silver Age, uh, starting in kind of the mid to late 50s, when superhero comics had kind of like, sales had kind of lulled for a bit, and then they were picking back up because, uh, after like the Comics Code Authority got passed in the 50s and there were a bunch of things you weren't allowed to put in comic books, um, they were like, well, superheroes are a pretty safe bet. So this is the time that we get a bunch of, um, revamped versions of, uh, some various DC superheroes. Like we get the Barry Allen Flash replacing the Jay Garrick Flash and the Hal Jordan Green Lantern replacing the Alan Scott Green Lantern and that sort of thing. And in like, as we go into the sixties, they were like, well, we have this sort of like new generation of heroes and all of the, you know, forties, like golden age versions of the heroes uh we've established are on Earth 2, and that's where the Justice Society of America exists, which was, like, the, you know, the big superhero team of DC of, like, the 40s. You know, with some, like, obvious, like, Batman and Superman existed in the 40s and still continued to exist as Batman and Superman. But they were like, we have a bunch of new superheroes, and we've established this is a different Earth, um, and these superheroes should also form a big superhero team. Uh, perhaps instead of a justice society, they could be some sort of justice league. Uh, and that was great. Great idea. People love to read about big teams of superheroes. But there was, uh, through editorial mandate, um, apparently this came from an editor named, uh, Whitney Ellsworth, um, who was like, yep, great plan, love all these superheroes on the team, one thing we do need is, uh, there needs to be a teen on it, cause teens, we, we gotta get, you know, youth readership, we gotta like, we, teens love comic books, we gotta sell more comic books to teens. And they were like, okay, so, like, put, like, Robin or, you know, like, Wonder Girl on the team. And it was like, no, no, no. If we have one of their, one of, like, the superhero sidekicks on the team, then it'll be sort of overemphasizing that one superhero. We want all the superheroes to get an equal chance to be in the spotlight. So it has to be a, um, a new character who's not, like, more connected to any one superhero than any others. It's like, okay. And then it's like, also, I want them to be not, to not have superpowers. It's like, you want just a normal teen on the Justice League? Yes. <laughs> and it's like, yes. And third... I can't stress this enough, but they have to be cool. (laughs) (laughs) 
Raiden, please stop hitting the blinds cord. Wow. Don't want Raiden to have fun. <laughs> he looks so sad. How could you do this to him? How could you tell him to stop having fun? Look, he... I honestly can't blame him that much. Um, my sister's cats just moved in the other day, and Tobin ah. hates Raiden. Oh, so, no! Until we have time to, like... Cause cat introductions take a while because they are solitary creatures. Yes. So Raiden's been locked in my room. Like, he has food, oh. he has water, he has toys, he has a cat box. Like, he is set. But he's like, I I used to be an outdoors cat, and then I was stuck in this house, and now I'm stuck in this room? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, sir. Oh. <laughs> Poor Raiden. And and I, of course, am not as cool as Snapper Carr. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe if you were stuck in a room with Snapper Carr, the hippest teen around. Um, I did send you some some old panels with Snapper Carr that I found. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh boy! Oh, buddy! Um, Man, this grass yeah. mat is the coolest. Wait till Daddy O cast his, casts his orbs on it. Snap, snap. Okay. Y'all so, ever gotta be cool when you're doing a lawn? When you're doing lawn care? Okay. So here we, uh, here we, here we tap into re really the first of many issues, um, with Snapper Car. Is that, like, first of all, being, like, kind of a civilian, like, tag-along to a superhero team, um, a lot of the times does not go very well. Like, I feel like the majority of characters like this, um, people don't really like because they want to read a superhero book about superheroes, and this extremely annoying kid is always, like, getting in trouble. Unless. <laughs> and having to be rescued. Unless. Um, they don't unless. like them because they're usually huge nerds. Now, Snapper Car <laughs> is cool. Now, listen. Snapper Car, he's going to be a cool version. Um, so he's already at, at a disadvantage. But what if we make him cool? Um, the problem with that being, one, um, it, I, th I think it's pretty much a universal constant, no matter what generation of teens you're talking about, is that pretty much any young person can immediately tell when something is written by an adult trying to sound like a cool teen. Yeah. It is always excruciatingly obvious. I think it's because slang tends to move so fast. Like, so fast. As it moves from population to population, like, we see that a lot now with um, all the internet quote-unquote internet slang that's been stolen from um aave that it's like yeah oh yeah i god i heard some teens a while back that were like nobody says fleek anymore <laughs> like it's just so <laughs> uncool now because it's been burned yep. out raiden i swear <laughs> <laughs> raiden's upset that no one says fleek he's 
Yeah. He is upset. Um, but, like, yeah. once it gets to largely white adults, it's not cool anymore. They're like, oh, is this yeah. what the kids are saying? And it's like, maybe a while ago. Yeah, exactly. Like, if 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 there if there is an old white man writing comics, if he knows like the slang term, it's probably not cool. So it's like already out of date by the time it's being written. Honestly, um, we just need teens to consult on comics. Also, if yeah. you hear random cat sounds, listeners, it's because Raiden has now settled himself directly behind my microphone. Fun. This is just going to be a cat-heavy episode. Um, I think, um, like, truly, truly nothing emphasizes the issue so much as them making this character and deciding his thing would be that he snaps his fingers a lot, um, just, like, for emphasis or when he's excited, um, and so his nickname is Snapper, um, and he's introduced as Snapper, and we don't learn his, like, actual first name, um, until, uh, much, much later, because they don't give him one, because his name is just Snapper Car. Olivia, what if Uh Snapper Car... Autistic icon. Hey! All right! Now there's a pitch. <laughs> that's that's his stim. He snaps. Yeah, okay. All right, all right. I'm into this. He still gets to be cool. Yes, no, he's still very cool. I don't, I just don't want any DC execs to hear this and go, yes, and then make him not cool. If he's supposed to be no. cool in the comics, he's still cool, even if you're like, yeah, he does have autism. This yeah. man is autistic, actually. Raiden, yes. do not hit my microphone. Smack. Terrible child. My <laughs> nasty son. <laughs> Little bastard man. Um, so, uh, Snapper, uh, this... Great, completely foolproof concept of Snapper Carr, the cool teen who snaps his fingers a lot. Um, he is introduced with, like, the first appearance of the Justice League, which is in, uh, The Brave and the Bold, towards, uh, like, in, like, 1959, 1960, Written by Gardner Fox and drawn by Mike Sikowski. <laughs> Mike Sikowski. I had to, I had to really, <laughs> you could probably hear, I had to really work myself up to not saying Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Because I knew it was going to come out of my mouth. Mike <laughs> Sikowski. Um, and... In his, uh, first appearance, um, which is where this, this, this panel of him saying very cool hip words out loud to himself while mowing the grass comes from, um, so the Justice League is fighting Starro, um, 
and it's like it's it's their first comic book appearance but it's just kind of implied through like narration that the justice league has existed for a little bit now and this is just the first that you're reading about them but uh he is spreading a uh, lime on his family's lawn outside he uh lives with his parents um he has a younger brother uh and a sister that are alluded to at some point in his history um and uh so he's spreads lime on his family's lawn which i guess is a thing that you do with lawns or that you did in like the early 60s um and uh he Starro shows up um and like like mind controls the town um but Snapper is unaffected and when the Justice League finds him and like talks to him about it they realize they're like oh like Lime is Starro's weakness <laughs> I ch- sure we need a lot um, of lime right now. Oh, hey, look, there's a we, kid doing his lawn. Hey, kid. Hey, buddy. We need that lime. Hey, <laughs> and they're able to uh, defeat Starro. And at the end of the story, um, the Justice League uh, gives him a, like, belt buckle, like, signal device that he can like press if he's ever in trouble and uh the justice league will show up to help him um they make him an honorary member and he's like he gets referred to as like the team mascot which seems kind of condescending but i don't know if that's the point but he um ends up in like sort of uh classic fashion um for like characters like this a lot of what he does is uh unintentionally provide vital information that the uh justice league ends up needing to solve the current problem like they'll be like talking about um like you know whatever like oh, where's this villain gonna strike next? And, like, Snapper Carl will just randomly be like, hey, this map reminds me of something I learned in school yesterday. And they'll be like, that's it! Um, Perfect. Thank you, Snapper. Invaluable member of our team. I forgot about geography years ago. (laughs) We all have way more important things to worry about. Um, He does some various, like, kind of I guess, administrative things. Um, he is on, like, um, he does the sort of, like, man-in-the-chair mission control thing in some stories where he's, like, you know, like, at Justice League headquarters, like, looking at all the the computers and and screens and telling them, you know, what's what's happening. He, uh... He responds to, like, Justice League fan mail. Good. Somebody's gotta. Yeah. Somebody's gotta do it, and these these guys have way too much going on. Um, 
And he, like, at some point he, um, works as sort of, like, like, the Justice League, like, press secretary, I guess, where he's, like, like, providing, like, kind of the official, like, journalistic, like, record of what's, what the Justice League has been up to. Um, they also, they give him, um, to emphasize how cool he is, the Justice League, uh, builds him a special flying hot rod that he can use to, like, to fly to the Justice League headquarters. <laughs> that's that's they, um, cool. That is cool. Listen, flying car, that's pretty cool. Um, A flying car for our good friend Snapper Car. <laughs> uh, perfect. Um, they also, um... As Gardner Fox is writing um, the Justice League, he ends up dropping the, like, extreme slang eventually um, and having him uh, talk somewhat more normally. But uh, after um, Gardner Fox leaves the Justice League uh, series and... Dennis O'Neill takes over writing it. The, uh, damage has already been done, so to speak, and, um, readers are not too fond of Snapper Car for all of the many reasons that we've already illuminated. It turns out teens don't actually respond well to adults trying to write super cool hip teens. Surprise! Surprise. Um, so Dennis O'Neill makes the decision to write him out of the story and comes up with this story arc where, um, he gets kind of, uh, disillusioned, uh, with his life. He's like, you know, everybody only sees me as like, the, you know, Justice League mascot and not, like, my own person and nobody wants to talk about my cool adventures. They just want to talk about the Justice League. And the Joker, in disguise as a normal man named John Doe. That's shocking. But it's it's Doe, D-O-U-G-H. Um, but it's still John Doe. That's still the joke. And, uh... He's like, hi, I'm John Doe. I'm an extremely normal man. And I'm so normal that I don't like that superheroes exist. Um, I think everyone should be normal. So you're mad at the Justice League. Do you want to help me destroy them? <laughs> and Snapper Car is like, I'm a teen. Yes. I'm feeling very strong emotions in this moment, and they must be right. <laughs> so he um, kidnaps Batman. Um, the Joker, like, somehow, like, sets loose, like, a fake Batman to, like, attack people. Um, he, like, has a, an anti-superhero rally, and the Justice League shows up, and then he, like, is able to, like, make them lose control of their powers somehow. And, uh, the Joker, like, shows up to the Justice League head headquarters 
and they like manage to find him there and he's like surprise it was me the joker and also snapper car is the one who helped me do all this and told me where your secret headquarters were wow so uh the uh justice league as a result of this leaves their headquarters and builds a new one which is a satellite which is still sort of the established canon is that they all hang out in space and uh snapper car uh resigns his uh his honorary membership and uh disappears in shame he uh has like very kind of uh sporadic appearances um through like the 70s and 80s there's like one brief story where like his family um gets kidnapped by a supervillain and he's able to like distract the supervillain for long enough for the Justice League to come and rescue them and then uh in 1977 the the Star Star thing happens where it's uh I t- I'm not going to explain this any better if I try to explain it again. Um, <laughs> there's a there's a guy named the Key, and he um, seemingly died a few years earlier, uh, but he came back to life, and he uh, he found a Snapper Car, and it's revealed during the course of this story that he's um, been in an extremely bad place, like, emotionally and and mentally, and his life isn't going well, and, like, uh, he couldn't get into college, and nobody wanted to hire him because... Is it because he betrayed the Justice League? (laughs) Or does he just have, like, bad grades and no skill? Like, why... I don't think it's public knowledge. I don't know why it would be public knowledge that he betrayed the Justice League. I'm sorry. We can't hire you for this entry-level position because you might betray us the way you did the Justice League. What? Um, Is that... But it's like, I don't know why, like, just like... Like, if you were just like... You know, I feel like having, like, a Justice League internship would, like, boost your chances. Of getting into college, because people would be like, "We gotta, we gotta know what's up with this guy." Do you think? Um, do you think his college entry, um, his essay was about how he accidentally led the Joker <laughs> into the Justice League headquarters, and they were like, <laughs> "Maybe not." Maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. We don't we don't it's want like, the Joker here. And if the Joker's still like following this guy, I don't I don't know. That seems like it's really bad for the safety of our students. Yeah. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe that's it. Maybe they're just worried that like some supervillains will come and try to kill him because he used to hang out with the Justice League and they're like, We really you're kind of you're kind of a, a safety risk. Honestly? Honestly? I yeah, the way that comics go, yeah, 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 it would happen. Yeah. It would happen. Um, but uh, so uh, the the key offers to 
help him be a supervillain. The starts are um, so he can get revenge on the Justice League. But then also while he's doing this, he's I... making another guy the starts are. And also he builds a fake starts are who's like a, a, a robot, I think. Um... I like how it's to get revenge on the Justice League and not just like, well, it seems like this is the only path left available to me to survive in this capitalistic hellscape. <laughs> Become a supervillain, rob banks, get money, villain. like... <laughs> um, Snapper, um, he does, uh, he does kind of, like, back out of, like, actually, um, hurting the Justice League, and he, like, warns them at one point that, uh... The key is trying to, um, <laughs> to set them up, uh, for a trap. Hey, I said I wanted revenge, not that I wanted to hurt anybody. <laughs> I changed my mind about this, actually. And, uh, at, uh, at the end of the story, Superman helps him get a job at Star Labs. So, it, uh... It works out. He um he makes some uh some appearances in uh the Superman family comic um where he uh like does some work at Star Labs. He like helps out, you know, various like super people um on different occasions um in uh Crisis on Infinite Earths, after they reboot everything during, like, kind of the the Justice League Year One comic, uh, where they reestablish what the origin of the Justice League was in this universe. Snapper is still part of it, but it also gives him, um, an uncle, uh, named Simon Carr, who, um, is like, works with Oliver Queen, and, like, Ollie sends him to be like, oh, this, uh, hey, I know this mysterious benefactor who wants to, like, financially support the Justice League. And, like, he also knows Ted Cord somehow. He just knows a bunch of rich people, I guess. Um. How do I get that job? But, yeah. Um, but he also, um, introduces them to Snapper, and then I think, like, the Starro thing still happens, and then they, like, you know, make him an honorary member, and all of that. Um. Anyway, this is my very cool nephew, who has a bunch of lime, if anybody ever needs some for defeating. <laughs> Star Psychic starfish from outer, fa outer space. If you ever have a need for it, this kid just Loves to lime his lawn. Oh, crushed I up guess. limestone? You need that? All right. Here's my nephew. You're he's, in luck. He's my supplier. Drugs? <laughs> no, no, just crushed up limestone for my lawn. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what lime is in a lawn sense. If I'm wrong, don't at me. No, I, I, I'm also pretty sure that's what it is. Um, shortly, um... After Crisis on Infinite Earths, during, uh, there's, like, a crossover event 
called Invasion, which involves a bunch of different various alien races trying to um, invade Earth to, like, harness the power of, like, the metagene that some humans have that makes them able to have superpowers, and it leads to them, they set off a gene bomb that's, like, supposed to kill everyone with superpowers, but, I mean, obviously it doesn't, and it ends up giving some other people superpowers, like Maxwell Lord, I think. That's how this all happens. Um, but another thing that happens is they uh, kidnap a bunch of humans. Um, these these aliens, the Dominators, a, a nice non-threatening alien name. Um, yeah. They kidnap a bunch of humans and uh, take them back to their home world. And they set up this experiment that's basically just like 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 a a gauntlet not like a glove gauntlet like a, a series of obstacles called the blaster the blaster where yes that's supposed to um if someone is able to survive it it means that they must have a latent metagene one of the people who gets kidnapped is Snapper Carr. Wait, so they're just, they're like witch trialing people. Yes. <laughs> See if they meta. Yeah. Yeah. If you L- die. <laughs> they're called the Dominators. They're not called the good scientific method havers. Um. If they die, they're fine. If they live, <laughs> we kill them. Why don't we just kill everybody? <laughs> Eh, this is more fun. No, it's a whole thing. We get to um, we get to watch him go through the blaster. The blaster. I made this whole obstacle course and I named it the blaster and I really just want to use it. Can we please <laughs> use it to determine who's meta who has a metagene? I've been please. working really hard on the blaster. This is my life's um, work. My hi, my name is Devilus. <gasps> I've made a labyrinth. <laughs> Um, you've heard of Chekhov's gun. Now get ready for Daedalus's blaster. <laughs> oh my god. All right. Snapper, along with five other people, survive the blaster. It, like, activates their metagene. And he gains the ability to teleport by snapping. Oh, I bet that's rough for him. <laughs> He's like, yeah, shoot! Ah, oh, damn it! Dang it! Ah, oh, I just, I got too happy, and now I'm in Antarctica. Damn it! Not I, again! Just snaps a bunch, and then just goes bloop 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 bloop. Ah, oh, <laughs> shoot! How do I get back home? Oh no! I don't even know where I am. <laughs> he um. So the six of them start calling themselves the Blasters. Um, okay. They are, um, they escape from Dominator Space Prison, um, with the help of an, an alien, a cat girl alien. She's like, she, she's like green and she's got, you know, like, a mostly humanoid face, 
but she's furry and she's got uh little kitty ears and a little kitty tail. Um and her name is Churl Jenkins. I'm sorry, what one more time? Her name is Churl Jenkins. So basically somebody watched cats and was like somebody Oh watched kids. that's all I can that's what I have to assume. Is that somebody saw cats and they were like genius? It's C one word C H U R L J E N K I N S. Churl Jenkins, the space alien, cat girl. God, they there's no other um, explanation for this other than somebody saw cats and was like, I need an idea for an alien. Well, I just saw cats, so I just I just saw cats. It was crazy. Um, they just have uh, skimble shanks stuck in their head, and they're like, hmm, hmm, hmm. "Oh my god!" <laughs> I should put this in a comic. This book. is my new cat. So see, yeah. Um, the the other funniest thing about Churl Jenkins is that she and Snapper do start dating. <laughs> I okay. So I said that I don't know anything about Snapper Carr, but I did definitely when I was googling see a picture of him also involved with Cheetah. So does this guy oh, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. have a thing? Yeah, no, that that that's later. But he is a huge furry, uh, I, apparently. <laughs> Snapper Carr's Snapper Carr's is just like, you know, I do really like cat girls actually. <laughs> <laughs> I have a type, uh, and it turns out that it's uh, it's cat girls. So you know, it's uh, it's important to know and understand yourself. Um, the um, the snapping teleporting ability. Um, in his appearances since this, um, it kind of seems like people forget whether or not he has his teleportation or not because like um not too long after the uh invasion thing where he gets his powers um he gets uh captured by um a a group of aliens called the the coons K H U N D S. Um, not a very good name. Not very good to say. Um, and they, um, they cut off his hands so he can't teleport. And then later, Brainiac is able to give him new hands. I don't know if they're robot hands or like flesh hands. Um, but he still can't teleport with them there's also like the the blasters show up a few times and it's like implied that they've been like doing a lot of stuff like off panel um that mostly has not gone very well in um 1999 um he is like a like major recurring uh presence in the uh an hour man book uh the it's like it's the the third hour man who's there there's like a a hour man was like a a 
called like a Justice Society superhero, and then obviously there have been more of him. And this one is uh, an android from the future who's like come to the 20th century to uh, try and, you know, learn how to be human and uh, seeks out Snapper Car because he like, he downloaded like all of the Justice League's memories and he's like, oh, this guy, this guy can show me how to be a normal person. And uh, Snapper Car is like, buddy, I am not doing great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but sure. You really um, don't want to learn from me. Yeah, he, um, th- this is, is sort of, uh, kind, kind of the appearance that, like, goes, like, most into, like, oh, he's really traumatized, and he, like, feels extremely guilty about, like, the times he betrayed the Justice League, and, um, extremely bad stuff keeps happening to him, but he's, like, not a superhero, so he doesn't, like, really have a way to deal with or process it. Um, I would argue that most superheroes uh, also don't have a way to deal with or process it. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's fair. Um, he, uh, he, he gets kidnapped, uh, and tortured a lot over the course of this series, but he also, um, owns a coffee shop, and he has a cat named Starro, so some parts of his life are okay. How did he qualify for a business loan? That's a great question. Or do you think one of the very rich Justice League members was like, we do kind of still owe Snapper a little bit. I feel bad about what all went down there. Have you checked in on Snapper lately? He's not doing well. I'm just gonna, I'm just, I'm just gonna pull a few strings. Get him approved for that business loan. He could run a coffee shop. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. Um, Smart young man. Yeah. Um, He also, it's like, it's it's shown in this that he, like, was briefly married to a, um, a normal woman, um, named Bethany, but they, uh, As opposed to a cat woman. Yeah, no, they they got divorced because um, Snapper had uh, too many self-loathing issues, and also she was not a furry. (laughs) (laughs) Um, After this, he um, takes on, like, a a recurring role as, like, a mentor for um, Young Justice um, after... Red Tornado uh, asks him for help because he's like these these kids are really going through it. You were really going through it as a kid. Come come talk to these kids. Yeah, come talk to these kids. Um, so he uh sort of you know coaches and helps them out from uh from the sidelines. Um, during Infinite Crisis, um. He joins a checkmate, um, which is like a, the sort of a shadowy government agency that does a bunch of secret stuff. <laughs> um, whenever, whenever you need a shadowy government agency, checkmate will be there. Um, well, how was he qualified for this? 
Did the Joker vouch he, for him? Yeah, the Joker was like, this kid betrayed the Justice League so good. And Snapper's like, okay, well, uh, I don't know how I feel about this anymore, actually. Um, <laughs> or do you think they were like, Snapper's gonna be our fall guy? He did so well <laughs> as a fall guy for Starzar. Yeah, you know, that's probably it. Um, he, uh, Bruce and Clark and Diana find out about this after Infinite Crisis, um, where he, uh, talks to them and reveals that he's been working for Checkmate and has been, like, secretly keeping an eye on the Justice League, and, uh, the three of them are kind of upset with him, but they're also like, well... You can't help us, so... Double agent, double agent, double agent. Yeah. Um, there's a, um... Things are, are, are still pretty, uh... Pretty tense between them, but he does, um... Come with them and, like, help them out with some, uh nonsense that's been happening with like black adam and the four horsemen and yeah the comics um you know comics yeah um i'm just trying to think of what his qualifications were f- for that are they also you, all are they also weak to lime yeah they're like this guy is so much lime uh that's his one thing he snaps and he's got lime baby um he, uh, has, like, during Final Crisis, he gets his teleportation abilities back for, uh, unnamed reasons, and he, um, hooks up with Cheetah, <laughs> as, um, as mentioned, um, as he's, like, trying to, uh, help, like, uh, checkmate fight against Darkseid. And, uh, during the story, it's like he teleports, uh, himself and Sheeta to safety at one point, and he hasn't, like, teleported another person before, and his powers, uh, stop working seemingly permanently. They got mad at him. <laughs> yeah, but then the next time he shows up, he has them again. Which is what I mean by, like, people just, they just stop caring. They're just like, this guy can teleport, right? Anyway. Yeah, I remember, I remember him teleporting at some point. I remember he teleports and he has a thing for cat girls. So, like, let's just, I don't know, cheetah and then poof, there they go. Um, Yeah. Um, I do actually want to pull back up. Uh... God, why did I close it? Terrible. Because I was trying to... I was curious, so I was looking for um, when the cat's uh, alien was created. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, just, you know, four blasters, 1986. Not, like, an older thing. So definitely, probably cats. And I ended up scrolling too far and got to the cheetah thing and i want to (laughs) say on the dc fandom wiki page um 
Cheetah seduces him, and the two have extremely heated, passionate sex, experiencing brief love while the world is consumed by hatred. Oh! Afterward, they are attacked by Gorilla Grot, and Snapper uses his power to teleport both Cheetah and himself back to Checkmate. Why did you say this? <laughs> Don't you hate when you're experiencing a brief moment of love while the world is consumed by hatred, and then Gorilla Grot interrupts you? Also... Why? Why? Why do you have to say extremely heated, passionate sex? That you have to know. You have to know. <laughs> like about this just, furry sex. Just tell me. You are a wiki article. Just say that they did it. You no. Don't have to. You must
to explore there. Um, in our new comic, where he is extremely cool and also autistic. <laughs> um, so stay tuned for that. Uh, did you, um, did you have any, uh, comics you wanted to discuss or any more concerns to raise about upsetting phrasing on DC wikis? Um, I have, I, I have none of those things. I did okay. purchase comics, but yes. I am looking at the bag that I have not even opened yet. Yes. I I purchased comics before a work shift and then I came home and I put them on my dresser and I have not touched them. Mm. Oops. Um, you... I, did, I did have the thought like three hours ago, like, oh shoot, I should read a comic. I don't have time to read a comic before recording. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, hopefully, uh, next week it'll be, um, what, after the holidays? And maybe I'll have read Uncomic. Yes, I, uh,. Also did not uh, get to read any comics. I had a very hectic week. Uh, possibly will not before um, next episode, but we'll um, we'll see. I almost said I'm working nine days this week, which <laughs> hold on. Yeah. Um, but between both job, um. The 14th was my last day off, and my next day off is the 24th. Oh boy! Good luck. Good. But then, but then, I have nothing. After, after, after the 23rd, I have nothing. Oh. Alright, wow. Really? Go hard or go home, <laughs> I guess. Yep. I'm going hard, and then I'm going home, and maybe I'll sleep for a week. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Maybe I'll finally organize my sewing stuff and work on cosplay, which I haven't done in years. Wow. I I will be rooting for you. Um, we have gone very long. Yes. Uh, I know some of which was uh, talking to Kat, but not that <laughs> much of it. So we're going to wrap it up. Um, thank you for um, joining us for this episode of Capes and Japes. Oh, it's our... I, we were just talking about how it's the holidays, and it still didn't register for me that this is our last episode before Christmas. So if you're listening to this when it comes out, um, if you celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a very nice, uh, safe, peaceful holiday. Um, if, you're listening and I hope to you have... if you're listening to this when it comes out, happy solstice. Happy solstice. Um... If you don't celebrate Christmas or you're not listening to this at Christmas time, I hope you have a very nice, safe, peaceful time regardless. Um, yeah, if you want to keep up with us, you can follow us on the internet, on uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. All of those are just at Capes and Japes. Um, you can send us an email to capesandjapes at gmail.com if you have uh, questions or recommendations, or you want to tell us things about Snapper Car. Um, we have a Discord server that you are welcome to join to come spend time and talk to us. We're both pretty much always around, so 
you should come hang out. Um, we have a Patreon. If you want to support us on there, um, you can get bonus content, watch stuff, help us pick what we talk about. Um, if you can't support us on there, a way to, to help out the show, if you're so inclined, is leaving a rating and review. We really do appreciate that. Uh, telling a friend about the show if you think they would want to listen. Uh, and just uh, being here and joining us, as you have done once again this week. Uh, so thank you for being here for Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And as always, hey, Deddy-O, check out all this lime. Snap, snap. <laughs> this grass mat is the coolest. <laughs>